What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse. Fire up the mics. Hope you guys are having a great day. I surely am. So we are here to fire up the mics. First of all, check out this cool T-shirt, Neighborly Discourse Podcast. We have a few designs supporting the podcast, other designs for anything else you want to wear. There's about 11 designs on TeePublic. Go to any one of our social media platforms. Click the link tree link in the description of the profile. Go to TeePublic. Check out these shirts, stickers, phone cases, mugs, whichever. Please purchase one. The prices are set by TeePublic. Nothing we can do about that. But like I said in a few other videos, I'm looking to do some sort of veterans charity quarterly with the sales from what we make on the shirts, on the merchandise. So please, <clears throat> excuse me, your support for us is appreciative, is appreciated, excuse me, and we will pay it forward, as the kids say. Speaking of kids, gender affirmation in children. So I'm going to read you three quick snippets of some things they found in the news, another article that may have you scratching your head, and then a peer-reviewed article on gender affirmation. So without further ado, article number one, again, snippets. The articles will be in the description on YouTube, so you can check them out if you like. Fairfax County, Virginia, New training materials for teachers in Fairfax County Public Schools show students can change their name and pronoun on school documents without parental consent. The documents obtained by Fox News show slides instructing teachers to allow students to change their pronouns in class on official records and use locker rooms and bathrooms in line with their chosen gender. Do I even need to say anything about that last part? Use locker rooms and bathrooms in line with their chosen gender. That's a problem. That's a big problem. You know, it, it goes without saying, but we have to stop. It's a problem. Why, you know, they're going to watch some of these kids end up getting pregnant in high school and you wonder what happened. Well, both girls used the bathroom, except one of them had a penis. So <laughs> I think we know what happened there. Again, reckless speculation and such. Uh, students will receive diplomas and transcripts with both the legal and chosen name, according to the slide. Parental permission is not required. It's listed on the document. Parents say they once again feel they're being cut out of their children's academic life. Stephanie Linquist Aurora, a mom of three boys in Fairfax County and a member of the Independent Women's Forum, told Fox that she feels her rights as a parent are being called into question on sensitive topics like gender identity. They are getting into areas that are parental rights areas and you should be able to have conversations with your children based on your own personal values, what you think about gender identity, and any kind of identity affirmation as it pertains to your children, Linquist Aurora said. And basically, what we're seeing is public school is crossing into a jurisdiction they do not belong in. I agree 100%. Schools, you, like you, want, you talk about you know, school safety. The kids shouldn't have to worry about going to school and getting hurt when it, when it, uh, it, when it pertains to guns and such. Sorry for the stuttering. I'm, again, fire up the mics. It, it's what gets you worked up in the morning, okay? So they're worried about a safety in schools. Well, what is this? It's a small leap, right? Just change the name on the, on the diploma, no big deal. Okay. No harm, no foul, right? 
again, we've used the analogy many, many times before here with Steve, as he loves to use it and it's very accurate. Abortion X amount of years ago was strictly a medical life-saving procedure. So we allow it. And then we trickle on down the line decades and decades later, and now they're asking to abort a kid as long as the umbilical cord is still attached. So everything has a very slippery slope when it comes to how these politicians and these rule writers interpret things. So the second article here is, excuse me, getting right to it. In other words, parents who refuse to allow their children's normal puberty to be blocked should, at least in some cases, be treated as harshly as we do those who do not adequately nourish and clothe their kids, allow them to live in vermin-infested abodes, and refuse to, uh, and refuse to educate them, just as a few examples. So in other words, parents refuse to allow their child's normal puberty to be blocked should at least in some cases, be treated as harshly as those who do not adequately feed their children. The doctor bioethics also want mature, quote, mature children to be allowed to make decisions without parental consent. Another area of ethical exception to minors' inability to consent is the mature minor doctrine. So one thing I will say before I continue, if you have to quote mature next to children in a sentence, you've already made a mistake. If you're trying to say mature children, those two don't go together. We all know children who show signs of maturity. You have five kids standing in a line, jumping up and down, and one kid is standing still. They're a little more mature than the other ones. Are we going to parade them off to the doctor to get their penis cut off, flipped inside out and make a vagina out of it? No, we're not. They're just standing in line because they be a little because they happen to be a bit more mature. Okay. So putting mature children in a sentence? No, I'm sorry. You've already you've already are on a on a uh, a, a thin line here. The doctrine states that adolescents deemed mature have the capacity to consent. Holder surmises the doctrine as follows. Holder is the person cited in the article. Holder surmises the, uh, the doctrine as follows. If a young person understands the nature of proposed treatment and its risks, if the physician believes that the patient can give the same degree of informed consent as an adult patient, and if the treatment does not involve very serious risks, the young person may validly consent to receiving it. So, if a young person understands the nature of proposed treatment and its risks, if the physician believes the patient can give the same degree of informed consent as an adult patient, okay, well, it's either a patient is a patient is a patient, or mature child is the same as an adult patient. If you have to classify it, they're not the same. I don't understand how these people operate. I do, because I guarantee every every gender affirmation uh, case that comes through, somebody's getting paid for it. So they have already uh, mortgaged their morals and their ethics for money. I mean, that's my opinion. That's my conspiracy. I'm probably not wrong, though. So if you if the physician sees that the person is of mature mind, they'll go ahead and say, yeah, yeah, it's not not serious risk, but to them blocking puberty 
isn't a serious risk because you can just stop taking the puberty blockers and then slowly progress is my is what my guess would be. So they'll find a way around it. So the first article, eh, we're just changing names on diplomas, no big deal. This one here, we're giving puberty blockers. We're going to leave it up to the physician to make the decision. But if you're mature enough, you can do what you want. And the parents have no say. Well, let's see what the third article says, shall we? <clears throat> Excuse me. Last year, via State Bill 5889, Washington Democrats forced issuers to give gender dysmorphia treatment and gender-affirming care for minors between 13 and 17 without parental consent. It mandates the issuers deal directly with the patient without requiring the policyholder's authorization. So the issuer is the doctor. The policyholder is the parent. Kids cannot have insurance. The policyholder, the parent has it. It builds on State Bill 5904, which provides outpatient mental health treatment without parental consent for the same age group. So let's weigh the two. Mental health treatment without parental consent, bad, yes, you need parental consent for things, but we're going to get you the care you need because mentally we think you have an issue, we want to help you. Okay. Again, without parental consent, it's a problem, but it feeds off of that bill of of you can now have gender reaffirming surgery, gender affirming um, things take place based on the bill that says, ah, we'll treat your mental health without your parents. Do you see how one, though wrong, is a level five and the other one is a level 10 and they build from it as stated before with the abortion analogy? All communication must go directly to the patient. The issuer may not disclose the patient's medical information to outside parties like a policyholder unless given permission. The policyholder, in this case, is the parent. The standard of care for gender dysphoria in youth is outlined by the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. One, did you know there was an organization for this? I didn't. Again, another reason why they are pushing for these things to happen, they've got to get funding for the organization. You can't have funding without an organization. You can't have an organization without the people destroying their bodies. All right, now that kind of makes sense. It includes everything from puberty-blocking hormones and speech therapy to laser hair removal and counseling on binding. But, if also, but it also asks doctors to affirm the choice of some to undergo surgical procedures to help them match their gender identity. So this standard of care is outlined in the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. It also asks doctors to affirm the choice of some to undergo surgical procedures to help them match their gender identity. All of this without telling the policyholder, the policyholder in this case is the parent. And prior article, if you don't allow your kids to get this puberty blocker, if you don't allow them to do this, that's being neglectful. <clears throat> well, we all know if the liberals did not have double standards, they would have no standards. Upstate New York mom arrested for letting 10-year-old son get a tattoo. I'll let that sit for a second. Upstate New York mom arrested for letting 10-year-old son get a tattoo. 
an upstate New York mom was arrested for letting her 10-year-old son get a permanent tattoo, cops said. Crystal Thomas, 33, allegedly let the youngster get his name in big block letters in a procedure done at a transient hotel in the town of Highland, where Thomas and her two children were staying. She was slapped with a, lar- with a charge of endangering the welfare of a child for allowing her son to get a large permanent ink tattoo on his body, according to local police. Listen, I'm holding it together, but the more I read this, bro, it's... <clears throat> she was slapped with a charge of endangering... Did I read the part? Yeah, she, okay. In addition to the charges for Thomas, cops are now on the hunt for the amateur artist who inked up the child. The boy got the tattoo from a man unsupervised in a room next door to where Thomas and her kids were, uh, had been staying, per the police chief. Cops were alerted to the situation when the 10-year-old went to school and asked the school nurse for Vaseline to put on the tattoo, according to the, uh, the male. Child Protective Services removed the 10-year-old and, other, and, and the other child from Thomas. It's illegal in New York State to give, tattoo to, to give a tattoo to someone under 18 years old, even with parental consent, according to state law. If your blood didn't just rush through your body and your heart pump out of your chest because this is the dumbest shit you've ever heard, I don't know what's wrong with you. <clears throat> we just gave three articles, three snippets that say you can get gender affirming care to a child without parental consent. But this lady says her kid can get a tattoo and they took the kids from her. Are you kidding me right now? I'm not saying this is good. Please don't get me wrong. But of the two that we're talking about, removing your uterus, turning your penis inside out, and making it a vagina because you think you're old enough to know what's going on at 13 years old versus an adult who got a tattoo for her kid, you can't compare the two. Holy shit, man. This is ridiculous. Now, here... Sorry. I don't normally get like that. Here is a peer-reviewed article. Okay? A peer-reviewed article from 2021, January 27th, 2021. This wasn't a split decision. An empirical, ethical analysis of transgender youth capacity, rights, and authority to consent to hormone therapy. Again, peer-reviewed, people in the field, physicians, doctors, psychologists, whoever, they reviewed this. It was also cited in four other articles. Okay, I don't know how many times this was reviewed, but the other link shows that it was cited in four additional articles on the same subject. So we're going down to the conclusion. Now that I've got my uh, blood pump in here. The conclusion, decisions made about access to gender-affirming care will impact an individual trans youth far more than any other stakeholder. A youth has the most to gain and the most to lose. While hormone therapy is not medically necessary for all trans youth, for some it is critical to the well-being in both the short and long term. 
The empirical evidence presented indicates that youth aged 14 through 18 can demonstrate understandings and and abilities characteristic of the capacity to consent to hormone therapy. The rights of minors and core interests related to determinations of best interest in pediatric health care have grounded our normative analysis and support the conclusion that it is trans youth who are the best positioned to make decisions about their own gender health care. Finally, we argue that since informed consent model the informed consent model of gender-affirming care has been developed to support self-determination of capable decision-makers. It would be appropriate to support capable youth to access the model of care and that denying access based on an arbitrary age of consent lacks ethical justification. Drawing on this foundation of empirical evidence, human rights, and best interests, we conclude that granting trans youth with decisional capability, uh, capacity, both the right and the legal authority to consent to hormone therapy is ethically justified. If I had papers, I'd throw them in the air. If I, I could pull my hair out and pull it out. Ages 14 to 18, I mean, I saw something the other day on Instagram. Nobody cared about adults doing this stuff. Nobody cared about adults doing drag stuff. Nobody cared until you started messing with the kids. And we're fighting back. Trying to. I'm doing this video, this podcast for that. This is ridiculous. There is nobody, no child who understands how life works. So yeah, well, you want to be a boy? We'll take out your uterus. Yeah, I don't want to have kids. My little brother is icky. And that, they're going to base that on they're informed. They have a little brother. They don't like little kids. They're icky. Yeah, she won't want children when she gets older. Let's take that uterus right out of there. And then she becomes 18, 19. I want a family. Sorry. Don't work that way. Remember when you were four? You had the capacity to say, hey, man, do this. Oh, bro, this is so frustrating. It's stupidity is what it is. Anyway, that's it. Fire up the mics and form consent. People, pay attention to what is going on with your children in their schools. Talk to them. We are the biggest ally your children have, okay? My kids mimic every word that I say. When I'm sitting on the other side of the house and I say something bizarre, two days later, my four-year-old daughter will run by and say the exact same thing. They pay attention to you, to us, more than anybody else. Step up. Be the right person for them. They want to model their life after you. It is, we, we can save our children as parents just by being there and listening and talking to them. You guys have a great day.